Hey guys, this is Kurt. And Logan. And we're here to talk about Battle Bards. I thought we were here to talk about how you're a terrible father. Pimping out your son. What? 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 Nothing. <laughs> okay. No, Battle Bards is great fantasy audio. I want to know that. Only things I care about are cartoons, balloons, Star Wars, candy, old people's whales, dogs, Pokemon, video games, fireflies. Do you even know what those are? Existentialist paintings. How do you even know how to say that? The sound of forts, <laughs> ninjas, and electronics. Okay, that's a lot to process. Farts? Really? Oh, but check this out. Lord Ardok is a wooden fortique symbol. Bida octo mon farste outwis mon kasabu haudon fu chi tang gali asparos. Ooh, scary! And this. Ooh, impressive. You can't deny this, though. Noal na o lapireta ikarino ilasa zorge, lapilasa do lape turbs benas. Okay, that's very cool. Okay, Logan. So how much would you pay for that awesome audio? Thirteen point two pesos. There's no such thing as point two pesos. Fifteen hundred yen. Five hundred pinks. Republic credits. That's not even real. That's Star Wars, Logan. Well, let me tell you. You go to battlebars.com. You sign up for an account. And not only do you get that premium auto, but you can get a little something from us also. With the 10 and $25 packages, you get one free track with MFGCast1 as your coupon code. Buy a $50 or $100 package and get five free tracks with the code MFGCast2. That's a half of an album for free just for using that coupon code. Could it be any easier? Buy the $150 and $300 packages. Not only do you get most of Battle Bards fantasy audio, soundscapes, music, sound effects, etc., but you also get 10 free tracks with coupon code MFGCast3. A full album for free for using a coupon code from us. You're welcome. I'll just buy that great audio right now. Wait, but you have to you have to ask your parents permission before you buy. This is the MFG cast. Hey guys, another episode, another year. Boy, it's getting there, isn't it? Holy smokes. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, can't, I don't have anything to add to that. Boy, that was a great introduction. <laughs> it's late, folks. We've had a, been having a lot of technical issues. If you knew all the behind the scenes stuff, you'd be like, wow, this is actually a podcast, and you'd be 
You'd be correct. That is the MFG Cast podcast. Uh, and I am Kurt. This is Hayes Racy. <laughs> I hate that this is a thing. This is You're D. Welcome, Wyatt. Dan. <laughs> you mean D. Wyatt, don't you? Everything that Angus Kurt and, happy. And the newest edition, not the new edition, not to be mistaken for a band, right? New edition. <laughs> Got yes, it? they are a group. Yeah. Yes. Someday he'll say something. Hey, oh, that's me. Paige, that's, that's <laughs> that your was, that was a cue. cue. <laughs> I thought you were going to introduce me, and I'd just be like, hi. No, thing we're not doing all the work for you. Come on. <laughs> hi, I'm Paige. <laughs> oh. Oh, that was so cute. It was. It'll, it'll get better, <laughs> I promise. <laughs> yeah. The newest addition to the MFG Cast podcast, it's Paige West, formerly of Board Games and Company blog. Paige. Can't believe you want to be on this piece of shit. I mean, come on. <laughs> well, you got to start somewhere, right? <laughs> that, you'll probably something. You'll probably find something better, better in a month. I'm sure. I'm sure of it. <laughs> well, it was a good month. Yeah. I was gonna say, <laughs> the good news is for all the listeners out there is uh, at this rate, you'll soon be a part of the show. Or goes yeah. anyone who's ever heard of us will be part of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. This is going to be the episode of what we're looking forward to in 2018. We kind of hinted at it a little bit on our best of 2017, but I thought we'd go a little more in-depth. And now that we have Paige on to kind of talk, we have another point of view. But before we do that, let's talk about what we're now playing. And Paige, since you are the newest member, why don't you talk about what you've been playing lately? Yep, for sure. Uh, So my games have been full of either a couple of big games that I've been playing or a couple of little games. After Christmas, I got a copy of Century Spice Road, and I've been playing it almost every single day. Nice. Um, and I've been playing a lot of The Godfather and Dinosaur Island. Nice. Okay, so I got to ask, is Dinosaur Island worth the hype and outrageous prices I'm seeing it going for online? Uh, yes. Yeah, for me, for sure. Oh, I was hoping it. you would say no. Okay, no. <laughs> Better. Can you can you afford three copies of it, Dan? Yeah. <laughs> it, it's so good. You're spending a bunch of phases doing a bunch of background stuff, and then the last phase, you're actually bringing your guests in to look at what you've built, and you're making money on that. And it's just the way everything interacts, and at the same time, has its own unique and separated phase it it all really comes together in just a, a incredible way um i've heard it compared to brew crafters quite a bit i haven't played that but if you like brew crafters i adore that game that's even worse to hear four <laughs> copies now we're up to four copies yeah yeah right? well it, it well it it helps it helps that jonathan gilmore has his name on it too because it just seems like anything he puts his name on is always great you know well, yeah, he's, yeah. That's the guy he's that like, made the Gilmore Girls, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yep. His Put his own name under it. And then, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And just had all the girls had to have his name and he wrote it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it, it's funny because I, I, I didn't even know the the concept of this game, really. You know, I just, Dinosaur Island, I, I you know, I assumed it was like, 
making your own Jurassic Park and stuff like that. But I heard the the art style kind of is like 90s kind of neon theme and stuff like that, too. Do you, is that something yeah. that pulls you in? I, mean, I love the art scene, but I was hooked based on the fact that it's Jurassic Park, the board game, essentially. So, I mean, the, the art is just a bonus for me. Doesn't it come with a um, first player snap bracelet, too? Uh, the deluxe edition does, yeah. I kind of want that. It's pretty sweet. I'm not going to lie. The metal coins are insane. Jesus Christ. Stop making Look this at him. <laughs> Yeah. And then selling the, it. And then the dinosaur meeples, too, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're good. To me, that's kind of a more frivolous thing. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. It, uh, <laughs> it's. Well, not to say the coins and the slap bracelet is and the pogs. I, I was going to say, I like that it's not the metal coins isn't what's frivolous. It's the dinosaur meeples. <laughs> well, how does that even begin to work? <laughs> they serve no function other than being spots, like other than being dinosaurs. It doesn't matter what they look like. They could have been the pink cubes. It wouldn't have made a difference. Okay. Nicer coins are always appreciated in games. So that's kind of where I was going with that. So, because, of course, you know, as soon as somebody starts selling me something, I look it up. So I'm like, oh, let me look it on Amazon. $80. That's not bad. Click the link. $80 plus $17 shipping, and it'll be in stock at the end of May. (laughs) So that'll be the, uh, that will likely be the retail edition, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'd say hold off until March, because they've hinted at an expansion that's coming out. Well, not only that, but like on cool stuff, if you get it there, it's only fifty dollars. That sounds a hell of a lot better than a hundred. Yeah. Uh, well, so much for I that. Mean, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, look. I mean, if I'm buying three copies of the game, I got to be responsible with my money, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you know, so tell me, tell me about Godfather then, because I, you know, I've heard a lot about this game. Like a lot of people seem to like it, but like I don't. I still don't know exactly what, you know, what is all included in that game. So tell us about how kind of how that game works. So with the Godfather, you've got you've got a, a area control and a bit of hand management and set collection and you've got oh god, worker placement. Holy smokes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what I really like I could live without a little bit of the card set collection stuff because I think that all the set collection is to really be in your opponent's faces, and it's a lot of combative card play. So you're you're playing a card and you're killing your opponent's workers and stuff and that that sort of thing. But where I think the game shines is in the worker placement because it's also mixed with area control. So you've got to balance what you want to receive as a resource from your worker placement, but you also have to keep in mind... Uh, who you're going to be helping out when you place a worker in each spot, as well as how many people you're going to have in that territory to take over that territory at the end of the round. So I think that's an incredible balance just based on that. Yeah, that's cool. Hmm. It's it's funny. It almost makes me wonder if it really needs that Godfather name to it. You know, it could, you could just have any mafia theme slapped on it, but... Um, it's interesting that they go with that. I'm impartial. I've never seen The Godfather, so it, it doesn't do anything for me. <laughs> necessarily good, necessarily bad. 
Well, well, it's good. It's good to know that even though you don't know the source material, you still like the game. Yeah, I, I really like it. Yeah, for sure. Nice. That's awesome. And you're, um, you have a challenge for this year too for yourself, a resolution. Yes, I do. Uh, my challenge is to play at least one game a day for the entire year. So and does that include does that include like video games or like online gaming or anything like that or is it strictly board game? Strictly strict strictly board games. Um, I'm not much of a video game player anymore. I we only have one TV and apparently my wife doesn't like watching me play games. <laughs> so <laughs> how dare she? How dumb? Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, but I, I yeah, I, it's just a way for me to kind of go through the collection I've got, play a game a day sort of thing and go off of it. I mean, I've only been playing about 20 different games, but it's a start and I'm going to get bored of them and move on sooner than later, I'd have to imagine. And I'm going to yeah. dig into more of it and it's going to sort of get old game, old games to the table. Uh, yeah, again. that's why I was kind of wondering what, you know, how you're going to do that. You know, if it would be something where is your plan to actually, you know, go back to these older games that, you know, you've kind of forgotten and actually get them to the table? Or is it going to be like, you know, as you get newer games to be like, OK, well, obviously, because this is the new thing, I'm going to be playing this about, you know, 10 times or whatever. And then, you know, yeah. you won't, those old games will still sit there. Yeah, uh, I think it's going to be a bit of both. The the older ones that I love are probably going to make to the table. And I think by the end of the year, I'm going to really realize what I can knock out of the collection and what I'm really clinging to. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's it's kind of a personal goal I've set for myself. I'm doing pretty good so far. I mean, it's the longest resolution I've ever kept, so mm -hmm. <laughs> it's got to be cool. good, right? <laughs> How bad is, like, your uh, your pile of shame, would you say? Uh, three games. That's not too bad. Yeah. No, I I usually will play it once or twice before it gets put in the closet forever. So I've at least I spent the time <laughs> learning and playing them, and I go, okay, yeah, this is all right. And then you banish so, them to the darkness forever. Yeah, yeah. yeah Me, like, you're not like Dan and have like fifty-two and a half games that you haven't played yet. Quiet, you! <laughs> How dare you, sir? But there's actually only three games there because they all are copies of the same game. Yeah, technically it's only five titles that I haven't played yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Alexander Fister is actually asking you for Port Royal back. Like, I need to redistribute this to the people. Come on now. He ran out of copies. He's like, come on, man. Can I have just one? <laughs> You're like, yes, you can for $152. <laughs> Plus seventeen dollars shipping. Yeah. Plus you have to <laughs> ship me every game that you ever make for the rest of your life. Okay. <laughs> so now to the um. So it's funny because I wanted to go back about talking about new games myself too. Um, because recently before the our top ten of two of twenty seventeen, I had played Unfair and really really enjoyed it. And then Dan had actually com commented that he seemed like that when people were talking about this game, that people either really liked it or they really hated it or really disliked it. I should say not really hated it. And so me and me and Mike actually played it the other night and we played um, a couple of uh, different factions or whatever you want to call it. I can't remember exactly what they call them, but we did uh, gangsters and jungle theme theme. That's what it was. It's funny because when we, we played it, we still had fun, but the gangster theme and the jungle theme did not mesh well together. 
So it felt like when we were playing, it was just kind of like, what are, what are we doing? You know, what are we actually trying to accomplish? How are we trying to get to the end of this game? You know? And the cool thing with the, with the gangster theme is that you, not only are you trying to build parks, but you're also building hotels and you're actually, they have cards that only work on hotels and you have to spend top dollar or top coin basically in this game <laughs> to build the hotels. So not, if you're building a hotel, it costs you the same amount as one of your special cards that you could play. And I forget what that's called, but um, 20 coins, which is a lot worth a, a lot in this game just to build a hotel and then go off that. But the cool thing is if you get a hotel and you get a casino, two dice that you get to roll before the event step and whatever you roll, you get that amount of coin as you go throughout the game. And it's funny because with those two dice, that's the only time you use two dice is when you have a casino in the gangster theme. Otherwise, there's no reason. (laughs) Yep. And then, um, you know, when we were done, uh, Mike... Mike told me that he's like, he's we're lucky that we didn't do the gangster theme and the ninja theme because both of them have a certain thing where you can, I can't remember what the concept is exactly, but like it really hardcore tries to screw everybody else. You know, so like having both of those at the same time would just be like, okay, we're not building a park. We're basically just destroying shit, you know? That was um like, that was the one thing I so, heard on one of the complaints. Somebody was noting that, it's like if it takes you two or three actions to build something, but it only takes somebody one action to destroy it. It's like, wow, that's like the same as if somebody played three skip a turn cards on me or something like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think I think a good strategy and I think that's what what people may kind of uh, skew away from is that there's those event cards and during your turn and you only get three turns basically during a round, you can take two event cards and then keep one. Well, that, that I think that's where it comes more into play because they have these cards that kind of stop that. So like if somebody pulls something, it's called like an injunction or there's a couple other terms for it. But you have these cards that basically can say, can say no, you can't do that. You know, if you're not paying attention to that, where, you know, I feel like, it felt like when we played the you know the game the first couple of times, it was you know more of us concentrating on trying to build s- stuff in our park, or other than trying to get these event cards that may help with if anybody tries to screw screw you over or like trying to take more of the um, blueprint cards which gives you victory points at the end, and you can only do it at a certain point, and then eventually during the half the last half of the game you can't get any more blueprint cards unless you have a special event card that allows you to do so so i think it's something where this is a game that even though i we both kind of had a tough time playing it i think we still had fun and i think we both like had this we had both had this understanding between each other that we were like even though this may be a little tough to figure out this might be a game that would be good to put on your like 10 by 10 or something like that because i think this is a game that doesn't give you the right answer right away. I think it's something where it's a, it's like you basically have to play this enough for you to figure out that right strategy. It doesn't just present itself to you. Do you think one of the other things too is that you guys are playing it just two player and like you're not getting gang banged by th- like three people at the table <laughs> at the same time? 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that would be tough because I will I will tell you that, you know, and I've mentioned in the past, in past, like usually when we play games, I play to win. But like if I don't win, it's not a big deal. No, I mean, but what I'm saying, though, is like, no, 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 no. I, I know what you're saying. But believe me, just just hear me out. <laughs> no, I'm saying but, like a game where you don't get to do anything. Like just imagine if like not even not winning, but just like. Oh, Tracy's like, I blow up this building. And then I'm like, and I steal your money. And then Mike goes, this is fun. I'm going to set your cotton candy machine on fire. And then you're like, what yeah. <laughs> and, and this is what I'm alluding to is this is the game that we played. Basically, like every turn, Mike is doing something to destroy my park. And I'm like, hold it in. It's going to be okay. You don't have to strangle your friend. It's just a game, you know? But like when, you know, when that stuff, you know, when it comes to a game like this too, you have enough influence to kind of work out some of those things. But sometimes if you don't have that good card draw and they do, then you're completely hosed. And yeah. even though, even though I felt like I was completely getting obliterated for some reason, by the end, it still wasn't like, I thought he was going to annihilate me, annihilate me. And the score was a lot closer than I thought it was. So, you know, mm-hmm. so obviously they have figured out a way for it not to be completely, you know, you know. Yeah, I'm just wondering you know, if it make was like you feel like you're just getting destroyed. Yeah. Well, like I said, I'm really dying to know. Like, I would love to hear a three-player count where somebody else is just constantly throwing rocks through your window while you're fighting off Mike, and you're like, "Why are you doing this to me?" And they're like, "The name of the game is unfair," and then you just start <laughs> strangling. <them. laughs> is yeah, that, yeah. That seems exactly. to be the biggest thing that I heard that it's like. You know, you're almost afraid to do well because if all three players at the table hit you in one round, that's when it's devastating to come back. But, I mean, not having played it, I'm wondering if it's blown out of proportion or... Yeah, yeah, it's it's tough. Like like I said, like, it was kind of disheartening, but I still, it still didn't take away from the game, the joy of the, you know, the fun of the game. So, I don't know. I, I think it's something that, you know, maybe... You know, I'll come back to this in about a month because we'll probably, you know, we like to put things rotate through rotation and stuff like that. And maybe we'll play it again. And then after that third time, maybe even that fourth time, because we're playing the different decks. We're not like using the same ones. We're trying to kind of yeah, you know, offshoot a few just to see how they work. And then eventually, you know, maybe the gangster and the ninja will come together and we'll just see what kind of shit show it actually is, you know. Did picturing uh, punching Mike in the throat help the game a little bit, though, that, or? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know if I could ever play that game with him. I would probably <laughs> want to kick him. <laughs> and I don't think Kurt would be able to pry you off once you start your stranglehold. No, yeah, I couldn't handle that. Taze Racy doesn't back down from a fight. No, I would say out of the house. <laughs> that was awesome. Okay. So is Dan, is there anything you want to add on the now playing at all? We are now officially more than halfway through in our two-player Charter Stone campaign. God damn it, it only gets better and better. It is so good. I dude, I gotta stress. I mean, like, yeah, it's um I saw some people note like there's no theme or like whatever to the game. And I don't know. I mean, it's like you're building up a town. I don't know how much theme people expect. Where it's like, you know, like what, like, you know, people are going to come in, like, you know, like, oh, somebody stole the nails. We can't build this. What, like, you know, like, what storyline can there be for a town builder? But for what there is in the game, there is actually some cool choices. And at the end of every single game of Charterstone, a person is going to make a choice on the steps towards the next game. So there is story and there is choices. 
So anyone that goes, oh, there's really none, they can blow me because there is, and it's great. <laughs> and oh. and as unbelievable as it is for a, a legacy town builder, at the end of one of our games recently, we actually had a, are you serious? Are you kidding me? moment in the game, which is awesome because Suburbia had never done that. So <laughs> cool. But yeah, uh, that's I am, awesome. I am fiending to have a super deep episode about this in the near future. And we'll have to do that. <laughs> All right. Well, that's enough about now playing. Let's talk about what we're kind of looking forward to in 2018. Um, there's lots of games that are coming out that have been announced, but of course, there's always going to be some that kind of, you know, get announced throughout the middle of the year and the end of the year and stuff like that. But we're just going to take a, a quick early look on looking forward to not just stuff that's actually coming out either maybe something that we have that we're excited to get to the table or you know maybe something that we purchased that just you know like dance it's on the shelf for years and years and maybe want to actually break it out quiet you (laughs) (laughs) i sense a theme going on that could be your resolution dan or it should have been you or maybe my resolution will start uh dispensing justice via the right hand You have a long way to reach us. <laughs> first one. Uh, or actually, I'll start out with the first ones. It's a game that we, that me and Dan and Kim and Tracy, I think, all played on Tabletopia. And uh, the series of games is going to be released throughout the year. And that's the Raiders of the North Sea trilogy. I just, I really liked playing it. We got that. We actually bought that for Dan last Christmas. Did we buy that for you for last Christmas? Um. Yeah, it was either last year or the year before. I, I know I played a hell of a lot, so if it was last year, I, I it's actually part of my 10 by 10 then. <laughs> yeah, nice. But yeah, now that uh, Renegade has the whole uh, right to it and stuff like that, you know it's going to be it's going to be planned out really well and, you know, it's, it seems like they're, you know, coming out with everything even with the expansions and stuff like that too. So, I'm really excited to play that kind of cuz it was playing something online is always fun, but like, you know, this is a kind of game that, you know, I really, you know, would really just like to play in real life, you know, not just, you know, something to just kind of go like, oh, this looks cool, you know? Yeah, it, it's it's an awesome game, and it's still seeing table time, which is uh, always a huge plus for me. There's one thing that seems great and one thing that seems terrible with this series, though. Uh, did you hear about, like, the the expansion they have coming out, the Runebound Saga? I heard of it. I didn't, obviously, there's something I'm missing. It ties together Raiders, Shipwrights, and Explorers of the North Sea. And that sounds awesome. Like, so it's something that makes all three games, like, kind of go towards one focus. But the thing that kind of worries me is, like, Raiders has those two expansions coming out soon. And they're $35 a piece. Which means that if you buy both the expansions, that costs more than your core game. And then Explorers of the North Sea also has two expansions coming out. And they're going to combined to be more than their base game and it's like i don't want to spend 450 dollars to have everything for the north sea trilogy like can you guys like just cheapen it up a little or something i don't know <laughs> yeah it, it seems like the conundrum of the old uh, uh champions of midgard thing where it's like you know if if you're gonna charge that much for an expansion you might as well just make a whole new game so then we're ex- you know expecting you know a whole new experience and stuff like that it to me it's just like holy crap you know it's like I understand we, as gamers, we kind of expect to spend a decent amount on games and stuff like that. But, you know, when you continually make something that high priced, it just, 
to me, it just, it's, it's a red flag. You know, it's like, I'd rather just buy the first game and just play it. Yeah. And then eventually the second game and just play it. And the expansions just can just stay by the wayside, you know, unless somebody got it for me for like Christmas or a birthday present or something like that, I probably would stay away from it. When the expansions were on Kickstarter, I originally backed them because I was like, Raiders is so good. Why not? And then I was like, yeah, but the problem is that box is perfect fit. This stuff won't, you know, the expansions won't fit in there and I don't want to keep two expansion boxes. And the answer was, well, we also got a box you can buy on our Kickstarter too. And I was like, fuck that. Like you want me to give you $20 to have a box to put the shit that I'm giving you $70 plus $50 in? How about I give you $0? You know, I was like, that's just nuts. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, rate, like, I think just the core games, I might do the whole trilogy at just the core games, not like, you know, pass yeah. on the expansions on these. Yeah, you might as well. I mean, I don't know. It just seems to me like that's the right call. Yeah. Especially like with Raiders is so good. I feel like anything added onto it is just like unnecessary. Like, I feel like everything is so meaningful that more choices will just dilute what's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you want to talk about something that you're excited about, Tracy? Uh, Wife of mine. Taze Racy. Sorry. Yeah, just kidding. Sorry, Taze. Just kidding. Tell me what you got. <laughs> well, this one will be a quick to talk about because we've already talked about it. So how about I throw that one in there? Um, I have Dinosaur Island on my list. Nice. And Paige has already talked about it. I've been watching it, and I've been watching the release dates move out and move out and move out. And as they film and they film and they film, it keeps moving it back out farther. I think it's last time I looked, I think it was March or something like that. Insane. Um, I'm excited to play it, and I keep watching people post, and I'm like, look at those dinosaurs, and look at those coins, and look at the snap bracelet. I want that snap bracelet. <laughs> I would wear it to work. <laughs> you know, I could just buy you a snap bracelet. No, you don't need to buy a whole say, game for it. No, I don't want it just for the snap bracelet. It's not a dinosaur island fast um, pass. What? <laughs> it's not. It's not a dinosaur island fast pass. So it's not the same. That's what. The, <laughs> that's what the slap bracelet. Yeah, is. it doesn't <laughs> say it on there. Yeah. Um, so I I am like I might be slight, slightly chomping at the bit for this game. Yeah. And I remember when we were at Gen Con they had they had you could play it and then we're like can we buy it? Nope, you have to wait for the Kickstarter to fund. We're like son yeah. of a bitch. No, we want to play it. <laughs> and we want to buy it right on the spot and they wouldn't let us. Jerks. Damn Pandasaurus games. But we love you. Um, well, then I'll just take in my other one because we bought Wasteland Express and it is right Right up there. there. I don't want, I don't want to hook, unhook you from Mm -hmm. the mic, but it's right up there. And it's like one of the world's heaviest games and it has not been unwrapped yet. And I am so excited to play it. I can't handle it. Um, this weekend. Yeah, okay. it's going to have to be a weekend because this is not a game you're going to be able to play no, in one night I just said, on a d- weekday. No, I'm just saying. I said this weekend. Yes, this weekend. Yes. Keyword being this. Wait, this weekend? Should I spell it for you? Wait. This. This weekend? weekend. Okay, all right, cool. <laughs> cool. I don't know what we got going on this weekend, <laughs> no? but next weekend won't work. So. Yeah, no, this one, we can do it Saturday, baby. Hey, baby. Or Sunday, baby. You can do it all day long. 
That's right. Like, that's right. Whoa, are we talking about the same thing? Tease. Um, you gotta look inside that box just for the insert. It's so good. I wanted to get it just because of the insert. <laughs> wow. Are you gonna buy a couple copies of it? Well, yeah, but one, um, downstairs. What? One upstairs, one downstairs. I don't like to go between floors. Mm, nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Especially when they're that. My God, it's so heavy. But um, super duper excited to play that. We got to see that one when we were walking through Gen Con 2 and we didn't buy it. I think we could have. We probably could When we were there. And I'm pretty sure I, I kind of whispered to this dude sitting next to me that I wanted that one too. And he's like, calm down. We're <laughs> not going to buy so many games. We need to look to see what's around. And then we miss stuff. So. Oh, God. That sounded exactly like Curse. I it know. Was. I know. I'm so good with voices. Hold on. Don't buy those hold, games. Hold on, Lily. You can have to buy the games. Paige, I don't know which one to shoot. <laughs> <laughs> so um, those are my two um, wanting, needing, cool Pandasaurus games. Okay, nice. I'm going to shut up now. Okay. For now. I have a couple other things, but... Okay, bye. Bye. So who's, going, who's going next? I, I think Kim should go next. I'm out in here. I'll tell you my games. Sounds good, babe. What do we got? <laughs> Does that sound just like Kim or not really? <laughs> Tracy, I don't know which one to shoot. We <laughs> <laughs> do. All right. So uh, Kim's list, and I can actually make out her writing. So this in and of itself is a miracle. Pandemic Legacy Season 2, because we are up to August, and she cannot wait to see what happened of Legacy Season 1. She cannot wait to get into Season 2. She's losing her mind for it. This War of Mine, because she's been happy lately and she wants a game to make her super sad. So that sounds fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Things are going well. I need a yeah. game to fix that for me. Well, the last time we played, in a day and a half, everyone died. So, you know, oh. yeah. It, somebody died in a parking garage all alone. It's not like something got him. He just slipped and snapped his neck. It was fucking <laughs> horrific. <laughs> yeah, usually, usually when usually when I want to, you know, when I you know feel like I'm just like really in a great mood, I pull out the old uh, Parker Brothers old Yeller board game because yeah. that, old you Yeller, know, you mean the old Yeller? Yep. They said old Yeller. The old Yeller. <laughs> yep. I have a question. <laughs> old Yeller. Did you get the um the Take Them Out Back expansion that was on Kickstarter? Yes, I, I heard did. that was pretty I good. Did. <laughs> It. <laughs> take them out back out to the out and then we also got the out to the farm expansion yeah well, well it comes on it, a farm? It, it comes with the it comes with the uh the yellow dog token with the uh with <laughs> the blood counters no sorry. i just i just i just backed the um and the the my uh of mice and men lenny's dream comes true on kickstarter i think that's going to end pretty well I haven't finished the book yet, but I mean, this guy seems like he's pretty, he's on the straight and narrow, and I think everything's going to work out for him by the end. Everything's going to be good. Anyway. <laughs> um, Do they have a slap bracelet for that one? Though? Yeah, it, it does. And it, and it just says, I'll strangle the cats. Good. So anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the other game that Kim wants to play is Anachrony, since on Christmas Eve, we drove out to Brooklyn to meet somebody in a parking lot to buy their copy. I shit you not. That's how we acquired this game, and that was awesome. And you're still alive. Um, yeah, I mean, well, you know, our buddy Mike didn't come back from the meeting, but whatever. I really wanted anachrony, and he wasn't that good a friend, so things happen. Um, <laughs> May he rest in peace. Yeah. Next time, have gas money. The other game that she's looking forward to is The Grim Forest, which I don't know if you saw this on Kickstarter, 
This yeah. thing looks pretty awesome. It's also one of the ones on my list as well. The art is amazing. It has like that awesome tie-in of all the fables. And it has like it has a couple of cool like resource gathering and management mechanics to it. I like the whole thing where it's like if people go to the same spot, you split. If you're the only one, you just loot everything. And it's actually about building like your uh the three little pigs homes, which are actually 3D models that you're actually assembling to make their homes, which seems awesome. Yeah, that's a that's another game I got to see at um, Gen Con, and just amazing art. Just man, yeah. it looks like amazing production all around. The game trays in it and everything too, as well. It's yeah, incredible. It, it seems like a, a tremendous amount of uh, yeah, you know, interest and effort went into this, and I can't wait to see it pay off. Um, this again was one of the few times that. I showed something to Kim, and she was like, back that now. How do we back this? And I was like, all right. So, <laughs> I don't know. I've never done that before. Let me, uh, let me check. Yeah, uh, well, <laughs> yeah, like, the, the, that's the thing that was kind of fun with this. Like, I don't know if you heard, Paige, but, like, I kind of swore off of Kickstarter stuff, and Kim has been the one that's been pushing the button lately, so it's weird. Yeah, it's like, it's. I mean, it's of all the problems to have, I guess it's not the worst, but it's so weird having like the t- like the coin like literally flip where I'm like, no, I'm done with this thing. And Kim's like, oh, did you see this thing on Kickstarter now? I'm like, God damn it. So, <laughs> like, I don't like it when I have to wait a week from the order to arrive from cool stuff. Like having to wait like a year and a half from uh, Kickstarter is like hell for me. Um, yeah. the la- <laughs> and the last thing on Kim's list is uh, Time Stories because she wants to really get into that mainly because... Uh, one of the latest expansions is Estrella Drive. I don't know if you guys heard about this thing. That is an 80s or 90s thing, it's, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a mansion in uh, Hollywood in the early 80s that was like supposedly haunted. And she's like, that sounds awesome. It does sound pretty sweet. Yeah, so she's looking forward to getting into some of that. And I will go on to my list after somebody else says some things. All right, Paige, your turn. Okay. I got nothing. No. <laughs> um, so there was an announcement today from Plan B Games that they are starting a new company, Next Move, and they released uh, the cover image for their first game called Brief, and it looks phenomenal. So that is something I'm going to be keeping my eye out for, uh, for sure. I, I have no more information than that. They <laughs> are pretty quiet, but I mean, with what Plan B's done so far, I mean, you've got to kind of assume that at least the quality is going to be there. Mm-hmm. They've had a they've had an okay year. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Speaking of Plan B, I'm pretty excited to see what uh, Eastern Wonders does. The new Century uh, Eastern Wonders that looks super interesting. It seems to be a pick up deliver. I think by the look of it. Love the uh, but, I love the look of the boats. The boats look amazing. Yeah. Yep. So that's another one I'm gonna definitely keep an eye on. What else have I got here? Path of Light and Shadow from Indie Boards and Cards. Uh it is a deck building and area control game, I believe. And I mean we've already talked about John Gilmore's games a bunch tonight with Wasteland and Dinosaur Island. Uh, this is another one from him, and I just, you've got to assume at this point that it's going to be incredible. What else have I got here? Uh, Endeavor, uh, the reprint, looks super good. That's, uh, that's one, That was one that was on my list. Okay, I'll let um, you cover it then, because yeah. I don't know what to yeah. about it. Well, and I don't know that much about it either. I know it's a reprint, and 
you know, Helena Capel from Kids Table, she and her husband, Josh, they are, they did a little sister company called Burnt Island Games, and they're going to re-release that with new art, and the art looks amazing, like just some of yeah. the cards and the board, because uh, Josh is kind of handling the art on that. I find it funny that he's replacing his own art looks from awesome. the original. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's and it's funny, too, because usually with those kind of games, too, like that, usually that kind of art is what kind of brings people to the table because it's kind of got that old school feel to it, but, you know, but he's kind of updating yeah. his own. Yeah. yeah Which is, I don't know. I like it. I think it's cool. Oh, definitely. Um, and just the way Helena talks about it, she's, you know, so passionate about it because that's the first game that got her into board games. So I'm excited to play that too. I feel like I heard that she actually started kids table company to get used to the Kickstarter process and creating and releasing games just so she could eventually acquire Endeavor and re-release it. Yeah, so I don't know, which is actually... I don't know where I heard that, but... <clears throat> Probably here. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't listen to this thing. <laughs> oh, ooh. You're officially kicked I off now. Exterminate <laughs> him. Yeah. And that was the only... <laughs> Gas page was on. <laughs> <laughs> So I've got two more that I know pretty little about. Uh, the first one being Hate from Simon. It's a two-player dudes on a board game. It looks sweet, and I don't ever usually get my player count higher than two, so it makes sense. And it's a nice, it's nice to have one of those big box games and be able to do stuff in a two-player game because Blood Rage doesn't work. Rising Sun's a three to five. Godfather's decent, but it's nice to have one of those ones with the nice, big, creepy minis. Yeah. And what's the name of it again? Eight? Hate. Hate. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, so there's that one. And then the last one I've got on my list that I'm putting together now is uh, Founders of Gloomhaven. Mm, nice. <clears throat> so is that one going to be $33,000 too, or is that going to be lower? <laughs> I would have to imagine it's lower. It's just it's a more of a regular box game, <laughs> but it's actually the whole building process of Gloomhaven. So it it actually precedes Gloomhaven chronologically, and you're picking a race and you're building your city up, and it's more of a heavy euro. The main reason I'm excited about this is because I'm not really a big heavy euro guy, and I wanted to get my toes in and. This is the one I picked, so looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah With well, a fantasy theme, it should be exciting to play. Yeah, exactly. And I love Gloomhaven, so it kind of it works. <laughs> cool. I'll never know that feeling unless I go to your guys' houses and play them. <laughs> you can head over today. <laughs> cool. We'll be Book there in how long? <laughs> if we like put our snowshoes on, we'll be there by well, Thursday. <laughs> it'll be a while, though, because we don't have passports. It's true. It's true. <laughs> yeah, you probably get on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's what uh, I'm looking forward to at this moment. Ask me tomorrow, nice. and I'll have another completely different list for you. <laughs> yeah, there's always something else. That Century Eastern Wonders, it's, it's one of those things, every time I look at these pictures, I'm just like, why is this going to take six more months now? Now is when we need this game. Yeah. <laughs> Good Christ. Oh, my God. So, so with so with all three of the 
Century games. They're all supposed to link up, right? I think it's like, it's along the same vein. Like, that's one of the biggest things that I heard, that the problem that people have a lot with the Century Golem Edition is that they're saying it won't be compatible with um, the Eastern Wonders, which is killing me now to know what that means. It, it'll be interesting to see how it interacts because I don't want to... Yeah. What does it matter if it's basically you're playing them in order, right? That's what I'm curious about. Because, yeah. like, here's... It's so funny because I still remember, like, about a year ago, people just kept laughing about the name of this company... Like when they announced they were making this trilogy, they're like, well, what if the first game sucks? Why are they even bother? Let the first game happen and then figure out an idea. And now like Century has exploded. People love this thing, losing their minds. People buy both editions, the playmats. This thing isn't coming out until June or July and already it looks amazing. It's like, usually you get a lot of the hype from Kickstarter and nothing plan B is done. Uh, yeah, they're they're not going that route, so they they need to get their name out there. Yeah, and the thing that gets me about it too is like, isn't isn't basically the main difference between the column edition and the regular edition that it's just the theme? Yeah, from what I gather, but I'm I'm guessing that there might be something along the way. Like maybe I don't know how they're going to tie in, but I'm wondering why that is, and I'm I'm very curious now. Yeah. Well, Tracy, you found something that I that you were kind of excited about that. I kind of brought to your attention that <laughs> yeah that you're like oh yeah this would be cool <clears throat> we still haven't jumped on it but why don't you talk about it well I have two two more things this one and one other thing so looking on Kickstarter um, we don't really back a whole lot on Kickstarter but there is a series of games you can buy either. Well, you can buy either one of the games or you can buy the three games, I believe. And it's it's called the Tokyo series. I don't know if you guys have seen this. Yeah. The Tokyo Metro not. is the main one. The big yeah, one. yeah, and I'm not about to pronounce the rest of them. I didn't know there was more than one, to be honest. Tro, Jutaku, and Jidu Han... Hanbaki. Baiki. Baiki. The Jido Hanbaiki is the vending uh, vending machine one. Yes. Met, uh, heavy economic train simulation, and the other one is a time dexterity. The Jadaku. Boy, they're gonna hate me for um, totally <laughs> butchering it, but it's totally glown what they were trying to collect out of the water. They were trying to get like twenty one thousand, and they're at eighty one thousand, and they still have twenty three days to go. And I want it really bad. Um, I'm not going to do it, but... Yeah, the vending machine one with all, like, the little soda bottles and the little cases that they come in, stuff like that, It the components look phenomenal. Oh, like, and every game, on each of the games. Yeah. It's just crazy. Yeah. It, it looks awesome. I would like it. This may not help discourage yeah. you from this, but Suzanne Sheldon, um, she actually has, like, the original copy of that game. Yeah, this is and how I found out about this game. She's been posting a lot of info. Like, apparently inside the small box, there's like eight different games you play with those same components. Yeah. yeah. Yep, and oh, it's man. a bunch of different designers, too. It's not just one designer. It's multiple designers. And I think one of the games, and maybe it's that one, is it, or maybe it's Metro that they're rolling out again. Yeah. I can't remember. But anyway, super excited about it. They have, like, a ton of shit. 
It, I mean, it looks like so many components of this game. I, it's like a hundred bucks or something like that. Insane, but it's for like three games. But then they tack on like ten to fifteen dollars or something for shipping later. Yeah, which that always bothers me. You know, I I don't know understand why they can't just include all the shipping together and not do a separate, you know, thing of shipping after the whole funding of it all. But there obviously there's some reason for it, but still it just it bothers me. Yeah, you can. It looks like you can get one game for thirty five. That either the vending machine one or the dexterity one, or you can get. Metro for 45, which is the the really detailed one, or it's $99 for the three of them. But yeah, so that was one of them. And then the other one, the only other one I had before we get to Dan, because Dan, you didn't do yours, you did Kim's voice, was um <laughs> Floodgate Games just announced their five to six player game for Sagrada. Yeah. And I am excited. I think that comes out in what May, I believe. And I'm excited to see how that plays out. I'm excited about that, too, because I'm like, that just, like, you know, even we've played three at the most, but, like, even even then, that seemed, I mean, that seems like a lot of, a lot yeah. of work, you know. So the five to six, I can't even imagine how they're going to so, make that yeah. work. So, yeah, will they throw in more dice? Will they throw in more, yeah. Yeah, like, we, just talk, yeah we just talked about it. We just talked about it. About yeah, it. yeah, it's yeah. like, okay, what are, what are they going to do to make, you know, change this up, you know. So, real quick, yep. Paige, did you get to play Sagrada yet? I have so. not, no. Oh. And it, it saddens me. I know. Um. <laughs> so, here's where I'm going to sound like a miser. I think the idea of adding five to six players to this game sounds fucking terrible. Um, really? Well, I know you talked about that before, Dan. Think, I mean, just think about it. Like, you're the first player, you roll your dice. Yeah. Six minutes later, those last two dice come back to you after you rolled 13 of them. You know? And it's like... My guess... My guess is, though, is they probably thought of that and they're probably going to find a way to streamline it to make it a little bit easier. A loaded pistol. That's the only way you can make that game go faster. Well, there may be something where, like, there's a tool card where you can, you know, steal a dice before somebody else gets to it or something like that, you know? Well, I mean, just think about, like, the placing your dice in the last four rounds of that game. Like, that's when it's, like, critical crunch, right? So at two and three players, it takes a yeah. moment. At five and six players, like, I don't want to be playing Sagrada for two hours. I want to play three games of Sagrada in two hours. Yeah. You, you still know? might not be, though. I mean, depending on the players. You know, if the players take too long, it may take too long. That's, but if they don't, it may not. That's why you need to have, like, a ball-peen hammer on the table. And it's like, you have 15 <laughs> seconds, well, choose a dice, let's go. New tools. Well, and I'm, I'm not in. saying that I think it's... I'm just curious as to how it's going to pan out. Mm-hmm. Well, that's like, a, I think it's exciting because you're adding a, it's cool that you add additional options for the game. Yeah. And adding additional players on a game isn't always the best idea, but new, it sometimes is a good idea. The new I'm windows. Just curious I'm, excited how it pans out. I'm excited for the new tools, what? excited for the new windows. Uh, there's going to be new tools and new windows. Yep. I'm excited for those. Yep. Um, and then I'm going to take the fifth and sixth player board and just throw them in a sewer. And when somebody's like, oh, you got the expansion, I'll be like, yeah, but they didn't pack it. So I guess it's still just a four player game. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> or you could just use them because somebody wants to be a different color. Yeah, that would be fine. Now, <laughs> yeah. me having not played it, how does it, somebody rolls it and then you're drafting those all those rolled dice yes. for your windows, yes. correct, essentially? Yeah. Yep. yep. And it's so first player gets the first crack at it, and then the last player 
gets basically, you know, bits to pick their die, but then another die going back the other way. Yep. So they get two turns right away. So just so think I of it like a fantasy baseball draft or something like that. You know, it's always going to the front and coming back. Yeah, yeah. So I wonder if they'll split the – with more players, I wonder if they'll split the dice pools. So you've got two people doing something yeah, I don't at the same time. Yeah. I, like for me, I would rather, if I had six people that want to play Sagrada, I would love to do two, three player games of Sagrada. Right. Like that would be my solution, but – but I am a miser. And Shut up, Dan. You're going to do one six-player game. Shut up. That's what you're yeah. doing. <laughs> well, we don't have enough friends to play a six-player game yeah, anyway, exactly. so Good. whatever. Just, I'm going to have to figure out how to make a... Yeah, I'm going to have to fi- figure out how to make robot versions of ourselves that can play. I think uh, <laughs> We can just play two boards. I think Daryl's pretty good, having a pretty good year. I think he's done great with Sagrada. I, I'd be fairly confident in saying it'll probably work well enough. Uh, so I mean, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd like to see it, see how I, I want to play a four player game, to be honest. <laughs> it's really yeah. good, so. nice, or any of the game, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, Dan, what do you got right. for stuff that you're excited about? Also, I got to know uh, one last thing on the cigar. Note. It could be also that I just oh, don't want it to be where now five people beat me per game instead of only three. <laughs> <laughs> so, just think possibility. Um, okay, so oh come on, Dan, you win a lot, so you can lose a lot. Yeah, well, in Sagrada, I don't know what victory even looks like. I'm so far... <laughs> anyway, um, I'm right there with you. So he is. Uh, well, here's what I got: uh, <laughs> Crusader, like will be done. Uh, that's coming out from TMG Games. Seth Jaffe, Sorry. the creator of Imminent Domain, uh, is got this one coming out. It's like an area like movement game and everything. It looks really good. Uh, this is the. First TMG Deluxe game I will be able to get for less than like $300. So, because uh, Orleans was amazing. I absolutely love Yokohama. So, TMG has been doing great stuff lately. I'm looking forward to that. Role player, Monsters and Minions. Uh, in our three step program episode, we talked about role player being compared to Sagrada. Uh, Paige, I'm going to go out on a limb. Have you also not played role player? I have also not played role player. All right, so at least both games are about the same in your eyes then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sweet. They're the exact same game. <laughs> um, so the role player uh, has an expansion coming out where there will be like monsters and you actually deal with like combats and other types of checks and you get information about like evil tyrants that are running around in the domains. That sounds pretty dope. Um, we already spoke about Grim Forest because I want that bad. Century Eastern Wonders, we already spoke about that. I, I just said about Deluxe Orleans. Altiplano, uh, Reiner Stockhausen, who made Orleans. This game looks unbelievable. Renegade Studios picked it up. Clemens Franz once again did the art, and it looks like in a totally different style this time around. Like he's using a lot of vibrant colors and all that. Uh, Plus, it has a llama on the cover. I mean, come on. It does. It's an alpaca to be presented. Oh, al- oh yeah. Um, alpaca. It looks, yeah, it, dude, this thing looks really cool. It's like, it's not doing the same bag building as Orleans. It's going to be more like deck builder where the things don't go back in your bag until you reset. But like Orleans is amazing. I love that game to death. I cannot get enough of it. I've kept playing it since getting uh, playing it the first time. And this thing looks awesome to me. I was actually, I had the, uh, like my trigger finger ready to just buy it from fun again games, like the German version. And then, like, that day on Twitter, I saw Renegade Studios is uh, releasing it. I'm like, woo, save me 35 bucks, and I can get good English <laughs> rules. Thank you. Cool stuff. Order, pre-order, done. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I'm very very looking forward to that. One of the others, Rick and Morty, the Rick's Must Be Crazy Multiverse game. All the Rick and Morty games, <laughs> except for the Mr. Beastiks, have actually been really fun. Like, are any of you guys Rick and Morty fans? Yeah. Yep. Do you remember yeah. the uh, the multiverse that he had inside his battery, where he basically created a universe to enslave just so he didn't have to replace his car battery? Yeah, and then they had to go oh, into yeah. that one, and then, yeah, The yeah. miniverse, and yeah. the teenyverse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... <laughs> This is what's crazy. Uh, so let me give you this quick description. So there is, it's like the Rickverse, the Microverse, the Miniverse, and the Teenyverse. And because there's time dilations and like other science malarkey, the lower you go in the verses, you get more actions. But the lower the verse you go, it's a little bit more primitive and stuff like that. <laughs> this thing sounds awesome. And it's going to only be like $20. It's not that big a box. But if you played... T- um the total Rickle game, that thing is one of the greatest hidden identity and hidden uh, alignment games I played in a long time. And that thing yeah. has been a blast. And we still play that. So this is going to definitely be awesome for me. Yeah. yeah, we just played that one. Yeah, that's a good quick party game. Oh, my gosh. Even nice. if you don't even if you don't know Rick and Morty, I'm, you know, if you have a twisted mind and you kind of like that kind of, you know, the art and stuff like that and the theme of it, it's super fun. I just love it when you vote to open the shutters and people are like, wait, what are you saying? And then somebody else is like, yeah, we should open the shutters. I think everyone's human now. <laughs> <laughs> that was a cheap game too. Yeah, and a really fun one. Um, last thing I got is actually, uh, I don't know if you ever guys ever heard of Fields of Arl. It's a two-player only game. It's You can play solo too, but it's a really fun two-player. It's one of those like UA Rosenberg, here's a hundred things you can do, try to do better than your opponent. And of course, like your entire board is working against you in the start of the game, like Agricola, where it's like, oh, you start at negative 60. Have fun digging out of this hole. And you're like, okay. <laughs> um, me and Kim actually got a lot of life out of that game. And once A Feast for Odin came out, that kind of fell by the wayside a bit. But they're putting out a TN trade expansion that is adding even more to this game. And uh, I'm kind of looking forward to that because... You know, like I kind of there's just something about UA Rosenberg's like, you know, when you think Euro, he hits on so many marks with so many of his titles. And uh Fields of all, I feel like can have still have a couple of good years ahead of it. And I think this uh this expansion is gonna help give those years. Is this the game that is adding the third player? God, I hope not. <laughs> Even if it is. <laughs> no, actually, no, I believe it is. now that you mentioned it, I think it is, but I mean it's me and Kim mainly, I don't think I don't see this being something too many of our buddies is going to be like, yeah, man, I want in yeah. on Field of Arl. Right. Uh, apparently, if I remember correctly, he designed it as a three-player game to work and synchronize best with three players. But the way costs worked out, uh, the extra parts for the third player didn't make sense because it would make it a way more expensive game than it needed to be for three players. So he cut out the third player and added it into an expansion now. If this is the yeah, game. I see it right here. I announced it is up to three now. It just it has like a very interesting mechanic of like, you know, how you exchange your resources and how to manage and even like the like the feeding your you know, of course it's a UA game, you have to feed your family. I'm waiting for him to make a game about robots where you have to give them like batteries and oil or something. Yeah, but that's not gonna happen. Right. It's but just like the way it works, like um like this is one of the few games that he made where the animal breeding makes sense. You know, 
getting the right buildings, really like maximizing, you know, your strategy and just like figuring out how to outwit your opponents. Like it's, I always like games like this where it's like, you know, all you have to do is just get one point more than the person across the table from you. Like if you can pull that off, you got it. Yeah. It's, it's really fun for that challenge, especially like when somebody starts like doing things that you can't figure out where they're going with it. And then two turns later, you know, they're pulling in massive points and you're like, oh no, this is all falling apart. I, I got to figure out something in fast. Hey, we got to get together and play it at some point. You can yeah. be our third player, Paige. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> is that uh, it, Dan? Pretty much. What I don't know if you guys heard of this game. Uh, it's on Kickstarter right now. It's called Everdell. It looks Man, beautiful. It looks um, so good. Yeah. The only thing that really worries me, though, is the publisher's Starling Games, which might sound unfamiliar to people because it's brand new. And that's because it's an offshot of Dan Yarrington's company, Game Salute. And that worries me to no end because Game Salute has a very bad reputation and it's rightfully earned. Between multiple late Kickstarters, really bad stories from publishers going through them, awful like fulfillment rates, things coming out years later, uh, terrible customer service, awful communication, a lawsuit that he currently has about screwing over even our local area, our local Myriad. So my view of this is somewhat slanderous. Uh, he actually, when closing a store, confiscated personal material from people that had things there. The, ga- the, the store closed overnight, and at 4 o'clock in the morning, he had a moving company take everything out of there. It's, it's a company that I really don't have faith in, and the fact that they made these three subdivision companies to put out their Kickstarters, like, Everdell looks great, and I can't back it. Um, like, if it comes out retail, sure, I'll pick it up. This is something that is so far up Kim's alley, it's not even funny. But it looks almost too good to be one of their games, and that's why I'm worried. And I want to see how it is when it comes out. For sure. With that type of reputation through someone's eyes, it's uh, it's not something you want to... <laughs> yeah. And even on the Kickstarter, I find it hilarious where it's like, oh, there's also the deluxe edition, and it's like 16 bucks more. What do you get in the deluxe edition? You'll find out when we unlock Kickstarter stretch goals. I'm sorry. Wait, what? You want me to give you more money and I don't even know what's in it? (laughs) What if there's not stretch goals? Yeah, it's like, it's like, well, just tell your friends to get it too. Like, now this is a chain letter, dude. Like, I don't like this. So that seems highly worrisome in my book. Yeah, that's Mm. a terrible strategy. All right, on lighter notes, I'll kind of finish out some of the things that I was excited about too. A couple of games are coming out by Weird Draft Games. Um, one of them is one that we actually played at Gen Con, and that is Stellar Leap, the 4X space exploration game that we were able to play the of that was actually phenomenally put together, even for a prototype. And I'm excited to play that once that releases. That's going to be coming out in the middle of the year, I think. I think July is the target for that. Um, and then um, they're also working on a game called Fire in the Library that uh, Tony Miller, the bearded rogue, is working on. And Beth Sobel is actually doing the art for it. So I think with with all of that, all that reputation all in one spot, I, I have uh, a lot of faith that that's going to end up being a phenomenal game. So I'm kind of excited yeah. about it. I saw a couple of cards for that uh, Fire in the Library. She released mm-hmm. a couple of art cards. It looks so good. And I wondered who was doing it, and go figure it's Beth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you can't go wrong with her art. Another game that I had kind of heard of 
from um, listening to, I'm going to promote another podcast, uh, the Cubist podcast. It's called Coma Ward. It's a horror oh, board game yeah. where you're, yeah, so you're, you're in a coma ward and you wake up from it and you're like, where am I? How did I get here? And just trying to figure out exactly what has happened and, you know, go through that. It looks phenomenal. It's one of those games that's basically a rated R board game. It's not for kids. You know that when you're coming into this game, you're gonna you're expected to find something fearsome around the corner, and it doesn't pull punches. And I'm kind of excited about that because it doesn't feel like there's enough of these games out there that aren't trying to go to be uh, what's the word I'm trying to think of? They're trying to be shocking to be shocking. I think this game actually yeah. has has a point to it. And it's actually, you know, it's going to be something that's kind of unlike other games. Oh, yeah. I was going to say it sounds different than like your traditional. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And just just the explanation of it, you know, the. It's on Kickstarter right now? Yeah. Well, it, it funded on Kickstarter and it, it'll be out in the near future here. Let's see. So because I, I want to look it up and make sure. Yeah. If I can add a little line about this game. There's two parts, the prologue and the phenomenon. And it actually notes that upon the final clue, the phenomenon is triggered. Players will uh, then withdraw and open a specific sealed envelope from the box, revealing the contents and telling the story of how to win. Some of these are co uh, cooperative with players racing to escape, while others uh, pit players in secret alliances or an all-out fight for survival. So yeah. even the same phenomenon can have multiple different endings and uh, different experiences. That sounds awesome. Yeah. So that's coming coming out in May by Everything Epic. And, well, the, just the name of the company company alone. Yeah, and then... Uh, excited about Betrayal Legacy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, it's it, funny. Now Now everyone's getting on the old uh, Legacy train, aren't they? Well, not really, because it's just Rob Davio doing everything. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. So Rob Davio is jumping on his own train. <laughs> Yeah. What he's doing. Rob Davio okay, is uh, jumping on the Rob Davio train. <laughs> <laughs> and Rob Davio loves it. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I'm excited about Pulsar 2849 just because I love dice games. And this is a space-themed dice game. And I'm, I don't know, I'm just excited to play something like that. So yeah, It looks pretty sweet. But I'm sure there's going to be a million other things are going to be coming out through the year because it seems that, especially with like Renegade, it always almost seems like they come out with some, something like right before Gen Con that's like, ooh! Like Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Or everything else that we forgot to get. Mm -hmm. But yeah. hey, you live and you learn, right? And then you will know for next year. That's true. Well, the thing is, like, it, Tracy still picks on me, but like we'd be even more poorer than we are now if we would have spent as much money on the games that we wanted to. So no, we just bought them now instead. Well, yeah, but we also got money for Christmas, and that helps. I know. <laughs> instead of like paying it out of your own pocket, especially after you have to spend a hundred dollars to buy clothes for some idiot that forgot all their clothes. <laughs> this guy. That happens. Instead of driving back hundred miles. Yeah. So I'm sure there's other there's I'm sure there's sorry indigestion. Um, I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm sure, sure there's lots of indigestion yes, games. <laughs> um, I'm sure there's a lot of games that you guys are excited about. So hit at us and tell us about something that you're excited about too, because it might get us excited about stuff. Because we want to talk about more games during the year and stuff like that. So 
If you're excited about something, why don't you let us know on the MFG Cast Facebook page and on Twitter at MFG Cast. Tell us what you're thinking about because we're just excited to know what, what you think about too because we're not doing this just for us. We're doing it for you too. But also, if you're thinking about you know buying something that you're really excited about, make sure you go to the MFGCast.com webpage, click on the Amazon links, shop as normal a little bit, comes our way to kind of combat all the costs that we have for running this show. And um, yeah. So until next time, this is Kurt. And I'm Tracy. And this is D. Wires. And I'm Paige. Oh, Paige. Aww. <laughs> Welcome, Paige. Hi. <laughs> All right. Until then, this was the MFG Cast. Legends of Tabletop Podcast. Creating legends one die at a time.